Welcome everybody, this is Roy Bandari with TalkCondo.com uh, and today we are in the heart of the financial district and I'm so thrilled to be joined by Cash Pashutin, the CEO of Emblem uh, and Senior Vice President of Melbourne, uh, Jenny Bowie. Uh, thank you very much for your time. Thank uh, you. We're really, really excited to talk about art form condos. Yes. Um, but before we get into art form, uh, I want to learn a little bit more about Emblem. Um, I think uh, coming from the background that you have uh, transitioning into real estate, I think is a very, very interesting story. Um, I would love to hear about it from, from your side of the table and, and share with us uh, how we've ended up here. Sure, yeah. You know, Roy, um, we, our background is really over the last 20 years. Um, myself and um, my team, my firm, we've focused on managing investments for wealthy families in Canada. Um, and over a 20-year period of doing this, we've learned a lot about managing risk and identifying opportunity. And what's interesting is when you look at real estate, at the end of the day, it's an investment. Whether yep. we like to think of it that way or not, um, it's an investment. And many of the processes and skills and expertise that we've acquired over a 20-year period um, in the equity markets many of those same principles apply to, uh, to real estate. So um, Emblem is the private equity arm of First Avenue, our investment management firm. And um, you know, myself and my family, we've been involved in development for over 10 years. Um, so we have firsthand experienced how effective uh, real estate can be as a way of diversifying yeah. from just being uh, in stocks and in equities. So, um, you know, that formula of not investing just in the stock market yep. is something that's been um, proven uh, for many decades, but generally speaking, it's often been reserved for the billionaire families, right? Um, but when you look at individuals, families, and institutions, that uh, have a great deal of capital and lots of options and look at what they do. Mm -hmm. uh, they invest in stocks, bonds, and in real estate. And that's really what um, we're after um, doing. So it's not as much that we're getting away from the equity side of things. It's just recognizing that real estate absolutely is a growth asset class, especially in Toronto. Yep. And it's an effective way to diversify from being just in the stock market in one's pursuit for growth. I, and I think what, again, seeing it from our side of the table, um, one of the things that I've noticed is, is the team that you've built around you is best in class. Um, you know, when, as you're building out your real estate team, um, the, the, te the people that you have around you, um, they're you know, hand-selected, cherry-picked. Um, so you know, when you're building this real estate arm, um, that's one of the most important places to start from. So having the Absolutely. best people. No, it's, it's very true, you know, and again, we, um, we were successful in, in demonstrating that in the investment management firm that we built, you know. When I started managing money for families 20 years ago, it was really me, and the focus was on making sure I did a good job. But as we've grown, I've had to learn how to attract smart people to our firm and I've had to learn how to be more than just a portfolio manager. You have to learn how to lead people, um, attract them, retain them, and whatever industry you're in, yep. uh, having great people is the hardest part. So we've, we have 20 years of experience with that, and we brought a lot of that to the Emblem uh, offering. And you know, one of the things that's really important is when you have a business 
a firm that's well-established, well-regarded, and, and has two decades of success um, that's backing Emblem, uh, it provides us with a lot of resources yep. that um, otherwise the, the developer would not have. On the financial side, um, having that um, exposure and that capability with our investment management firm, it puts us in a very enviable position with assets of over a billion dollars in liquid assets. Uh, that's very important because at the end of the day, a very big part of making a development successful is making sure the developer is well capitalized. Yes. So we absolutely uh, bring that to the table. In fact, I would say that we're one of the best capitalized developers in all of the city of Toronto. Um, but being well capitalized and having a 20-year successful firm behind Emblem has also been very important in the, the part that you brought up is our ability to attract the best in class in the development space. So part of that is providing a vision that overachievers buy into yep. and see that they want to be a part of. But let's face it, great people are not cheap, right? And so the financial resources that we have from the firm backing emblem have allowed us to put our passion and our vision, combine it with making sure that we, we have the financial capability to bring these people in. So you're right, we have really handpicked some of the best and, and most well-regarded real estate development professionals in the city of Toronto to join the Emblem family over the yep. last few years. And uh, today we, we, we have uh, significant depth um, in all facets of the business, whether it's accounting, whether it's development, whether it's construction, um, to be full-time within the Emblem team. Amazing. I would say, again, the other thing that I, I found particularly impressive um, is the pipeline of land that you're already starting to accumulate for future projects. Um, this is not a one-time thing. This is a uh, multi-building, uh, you know, a multi-decade. Uh, this is something That's that right. you, um, So talk to us a little bit about the pipeline, and then I, I want to really talk about Cooksville, because I think uh, Cooksville is, is very, very exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's, um, so we acquired, um, we've been very active to acquire sites. Um, we've looked at a lot of sites we've had uh, you know when uh, when people and institutions find out you're well capitalized and you can buy the site and close mm -hmm. uh, they bring you a lot of options yeah uh, so we've seen a lot of deal flow and um, currently we have 10 live developments yep. um, with several other sites that are under due diligence so currently uh, we'll be coming to market with art form one and art form two yep. two beautiful sites in the Cooksville area from there, we will be launching a project downtown Hamilton, uh, 200 meters away from the $500 million investment that city is seeing. Uh, from there, we will be launching two buildings in Leaside yep. area in Toronto. And then uh, we will be going to a 40-story uh, condominium building downtown Toronto. So uh, as you mentioned, a very active pipeline that we're continuing to look for sites and, and grow as well. I love it. Um, I want to transition and talk to uh, Cooksville. Um, again, so Mississauga uh, is a place that is very close to us. We, when we emigrated to Canada, uh, we landed in Mississauga. We lived there for 10 years. My parents still live in Mississauga. I still play football in Mississauga. So Mississauga is a place that I'm very, very familiar with. Yes. Um, I, as what I've observed about Mississauga, especially in the last few years, is that it's really starting to grow up. Uh, I'm not sure if that's the influence of Mayor Bonnie Crombie, or, but we've really started to see this growing up of Mississauga. We've got uh, new uh, transit lines going in. We've got uh, new towers, super towers going in. We've got a, a lot of development happening in Mississauga, uh, and it feels uh, very planned. Like there's, there's a vision behind the whole thing. 
Um, so this is something that we've seen, uh, we've invested ourselves in Mississauga. Um, I would love to hear about Mississauga from your from your perspective and what you saw in this this location specifically, um, and not just where it is today, but also where you see it in the future. Yeah, you know, um, when I when I look at our experience over the twenty years um, of managing investments and finding opportunity, um, we've become we've become very experienced at being able to identify investments um, at the right timing. And with Mississauga, the, the unique opportunity it faces is that if we take a step back, we all know Toronto has experienced significant population growth yep. over the last decade. And as a result, housing prices have also seen significant increases because of the demand. Um, Mississauga has also started to experience that, but it's much earlier in its cycle than what we've seen for Toronto um, Central, right? Mm -hmm. or, or, or right in the city of Toronto. So from an investment perspective, we, we really like Mississauga, given the stage that it's at, because we know it's happening. There's no yeah. question that it's happening. We're not speculating that it will happen. It is absolutely happening and we're living it, but it's early where yeah. there's still considerable upside. So when we looked at Mississauga, we looked at the different areas, and as you know, real estate is very regional. You know, the mm -hmm. difference between five streets this way to five streets that way can make a big difference. Um, what we were looking for was actually a upcoming community close to square one. And the reason for that is when we look at history, we see that the areas that are not right downtown, but very close to downtown, tend to do very well in terms of price appreciation and in terms of rate of return on an investment. You know, when you look at Toronto, for example, you look at right downtown where we are today, and you look at the closest downtown communities like King Street West, for example, yep. and those areas will sell for higher prices than right downtown will. And really, I think it's because people want to be close to the action. Yep. Um, they want to be able to access it when they want it, but they also want to be able to turn it off when they want to relax. And for us, Cooksville, strategically, is the best way to achieve that outcome. You're right beside square one, uh, a few blocks away, or a few stops away on the, on the um, transit line, yep. four or five minute drive, but you're far enough where if you want to turn it off, you can. So that's how we started to really um, dig deeper and conduct our due diligence in, uh, in Cooksville. And then we started to identify a few other factors that are very important uh, from an investment perspective when it comes to real estate. And as you know, you don't need both of those. We're fortunate to have both of these factors present here. Even one of them is important. But again, that's part of why we see the opportunity being special in Cooksville, because both factors are present. And the first one is being close to a major public transit yep. hub. And uh, of course, with the Cooksville Mobility Hub and um, the, the significant investment that it is seeing. Uh, you have LRT, you have BRT, you have the GO train, you yep. can take a quick ride to Kipling and, and um, take the subway. So within a few hundred meters, you have access to all major forms of, of public transit. So that was, was the next layer yep. of our due diligence and, and uh, uncovering the opportunity in Cooksville. The other part is, and I've talked about this in the past, is with any investment, 
it's important that you, you, you execute on the timing. And what I mean by that is you don't want to be too early yeah. because in that case you're speculating and hoping that things move in your way. And you don't want to be too late because if you invest in a very well-established neighborhood, yes, it's well-established, but the same upside potential is not there. And Cooksville we see as being very opportune to be at the right timing. And what I mean by that is, as you may know, Cooksville is right in this site, art form is right in the middle of a master planned community. Yeah. So we know there's a commitment from the city and as a result from other developers to see active developments take place in this area. So we were very excited from a location perspective. You have the major public transit hub. You have the fact that it's in the middle of a master plan community. Yep. You have the fact that it's a few minutes away from square one. So the mecca of entertainment, shopping yep. um, is all there. And then the other side, you know, these were really just bonuses mm -hmm. um, were how close it is to education. Yeah. Right. So you're 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 close commute away from University of Toronto's Mississauga campus. And I believe one stop, a uh, couple of stops on the BRT as well. Absolutely. So exactly. And and Sheridan College. So yeah. really, it, it's rare that you come across a site where you're able to penetrate all of these facets that define a great location. Um, so as as we learned more and as we did more due diligence, uh, we became increasingly excited about how opportunistic this site is from an investment perspective. As an aside, to, I think everything you said is amazing. I think uh, following government, government investments in transit is one of the shortcuts to great growth, right? Yes. Uh, it it's sometimes doesn't have to be complicated. People complicate this stuff, but uh, binary transit lines, if the transit line's not there yet, then there's opportunity for growth. Uh, the schools. Um, the other thing that we loved was that the Cooksville neighborhood, one of the things that we often look at is the low rise um, because it gives us a pulse on what that real estate market looks like. And if you look at the Cooksville low rise market, it, there are multi-million dollar homes surrounding this site. Um, you're, it's not unusual to find $2 million home in the, in the neighborhood. So when you've got this kind of market already established there, um, right. layering this stuff on top is, again, bonus, bonus, bonus. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's true, and you know what we believe so much in this site, in this area, and how opportunistic it is. That's why we've acquired not just this site. We have multiple sites right in this area, and um, what that's also going to do is it's going to even further accelerate how fast this area is rejuvenated, because we're not doing one building and buyers are waiting for another developer to come in. You have a yep. multi-building commitment right out of the gates, which will really accelerate uh, the, the rate at which the new Cooksville community is established. And that's also very important from an investment perspective. Yeah, I, I think it's all great. And I just want to touch on one more thing. You, you mentioned the word mobility hub, uh, almost as a throwaway comment. But for those that are not paying attention, mobility hubs are not something that you see everywhere. There's right. very few. Every uh, uh, Mississauga has one, maybe two identified nodes as m mobility hubs. Uh, downtown Toronto has a couple. So when you're near these mobility hubs, that's where multiple transit lines are intersecting. Uh, it's very rare. It's why we see a lot of development in this area, and it's one of the reasons that we are very excited about the the growth of of Cuxville and and this particular pocket. So absolutely, it's true. It's it's definitely not your typical bus station. Right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, and and. Again, the principles of investing, when you look at the stock market, 
anytime you're able to make an investment and have the government backstop it, you yep. tend to do very well. And for us, when we look at this site, the fact that the city and governments are going to be spending over $100 million in that mobility hub on infrastructure, yep. um, it really bodes well for any residential dwellings close to it. And being a few hundred meters away, it's tough to be any closer to it. I love it. Uh, let's talk about Artform. Yes. So give us the high level, uh, what to expect on, uh, on Artform. Um, again, I'll, I'll tell you what stood out to me um, when, when we first saw the rendering um, is, I, I think, uh, focus on the materials was uh, very evident, uh, especially on the, uh, the, the lower level of the building with the stone. Uh, you see this really nice glass. Um, I love the creek feature around the back. I think that was, yes. a, that was a freebie. Um, I would love to hear art form in terms of the building uh, from, from your perspective. Certainly, yeah. Um, you know, Roy, for us at Emblem, um, really a, a big part of our DNA is the fact that we obsess with design. Yeah. We obsess with exceptional design. We, in fact, believe that there's no substitute to great design. Um, because if you have a well-designed home, that never becomes old, right? If, if you have a countertop that you like the color of, over time it becomes very ordinary. You don't even see it for the beauty that it had when you first had it. Um, but something that never becomes old is exceptional design. And so for us, we aim to deliver that with every space of an emblem project. But it can also go the other way. If the commitment and the obsession and the time has not been invested from the developer to come forth with exceptional design, the lack of functionality and, and usability of a space, that also never becomes old. If you move into your unit and one part of it is a headache, it continues to be a headache every day and it's hard to become used to it. So that's a really important consideration on any project. Just anecdotally, um, again, we work with a lot of developers. Um, I recall Jenny calling me into our office eight, nine months ago to look at floor plans. What do you think of this one? What do you think of this one? Would this be better here? Would this be better here? Yeah. That doesn't happen very often, right? And, and I assume that comes from top level down and it's this obsession of design. Uh, Absolutely. So, you know, I, I, and I really want to sort of emphasize that. It is abnormal that that process happened that early in the game and, you know, looking at every iteration of 500 square feet, what is the best functionality of this 500 square feet to make it happen? So, again, I think that, I think it's important to emphasize this real like, laser focus on, on design and what is the best use of this space or what is the best countertop or what is the best stone or whatever it is. Absolutely. Yeah, you know, so I, I agree with you, Roy. So for us as a developer, our firm belief is that the greatest achievement any developer can accomplish is delivering that feeling when the homeowner walks into their unit to say, wow, it feels right. Yeah. You know, from your years and experience in real estate, you know when you walk into a space and you feel an immediate connection to yeah. it. And you also know the feeling when you walk into a space and you're trying to figure out if you like it or not, if it feels right or not, and you end up leaving and it, it didn't feel right. So there's nothing, there's, to us, there's no greater accomplishment in terms of living space that's greater than the homeowner having that feeling. It's intangible. Yeah. We often don't know why we feel it, but we know it's very powerful. And so when we set out to design any part of an emblem building, we have that in mind. And we think about and almost live in the space before it's even created. Because you and I both know when an investor or a homeowner buys, looking at the floor plan, there's a lot of, 
design challenges that are not obvious or identified when you look at the floor plan. You know, why is it that when you walk into a unit that's 600 square feet, sometimes it feels smaller than a unit that's 500 square feet? Because again, that obsession of exceptional design has not been there, right? We talked about this before, but hallways. You know, when you look at any of the floor plans of emblem and art form, especially with this project, you'll notice that the usage of space has been well executed on all units. You know, we really don't like hallways. We think that... Um, we don't either. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's if you're buying a unit that's 600 square feet and 82 feet of that is hallways, that's really lost space, right? I joke about this, but it's true. I don't know anybody that relaxes in their hallway, right? You can't use that space. So we understand why some units that are smaller on the floor plan number yeah. actually feel bigger and are more usable and enjoyable. And so whatever square footage you buy from Emblem and in art form, you, the buyer can be rest assured that there was a great deal of intention behind the design of that. And we bring that mindset to all facets of the building. So I'm sure we'll have a chance to talk about the different facets of the building, but really yeah. it all just starts with that obsession for exceptional design. And again, again, I, I love little anecdotes. And, and we talked about, um, you, you gave a story about how you oxidize the, the hardwood floor um, to see how it looks like in different, and, and we don't need to go into great detail here, but again, yeah. just, the, just that process of going through, okay, what does this wood floor look like uh, once it's been sat in the sun? Um, yes. How does it change the color? How does it change the feel? Um, to go to that level of detail again, I think is abnormal. Um, but again, shows this uh, this laser focused effort on design and and ex execution and excellence. So, absolutely, you know, it's 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 very it's 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 a weird world that um, that I live in because I come from a twenty year finance background, which we're still very active in and, and have a, a, a very successful investment management firm. So that's spreadsheets, it's yeah. math, it's computer screens. But people that know me know I'm very passionate about design. And for me, Emblem is a, is a beautiful way, it's, a, it's, a, it's a, such a fulfilling way to output the investment yeah. mindset with the creativity. And you see that with any Emblem project. So when we talk about the buildings, you know, just looking at it from the outside, there's a few things that really stand out. First of all, there's nothing that's trendy about the building. It has a timeless yeah. look and feel. And that's important because when you're making an investment, you want it to look good if you're going to live there and you want it to look good if you're going to sell it for the next buyer, not only two years after you move in, but five years, yeah. eight years, 10 years. So all of our buildings have very much a timeless feel. And quality of materials are paramount yeah. to achieving that timeless feel. So what you'll notice with art form is there's no use of stucco, yeah. right? Um, again, these are m many of the common materials that are used in condominiums today, but we stay away from them. And we understand that it costs us more, but we also understand that that's how we create distinction among our peers and our competitors. So the building has no stucco. There's quality materials such as brick and stone and glass um, that often you would only see in buildings with a much higher price point. Um, then when you look at the windows, you notice again that, that commitment to yeah. quality, large windows letting in ample amounts of natural daylight. So you imagine your unit with great usage of space combined with lots of natural daylight, 
you're all of a sudden off to a great start with the pursuit of achieving exceptional design. Um, we all know how important it is in condominium living to be able to step outside, get some fresh air. We're proud to say that 100% all homeowners at Artform will have their own private balcony awesome. or terrace. Especially um, in today's environment. Absolutely, absolutely. And that type of mindset carries forward in all of the amenity space that we have. So we have over 17,000 square feet. I want to pause you on amenities for one second sure. because um, this is a boutique building. Um, typically speaking, we love boutique buildings. They're, they're great sense of community um, and they, they perform very well on the resale market. However, in boutique buildings where they often skimp is amenities. Yes. You may get, you, sometimes you don't even get a concierge. You may get, uh, so one of the things that I think is amazing here is, which you were just about to talk about, is the amenity space. So yeah. I, I do want to frame it with that. Like again, uh, boutique buildings of this scope um, almost always skimp on uh, amenities. Absolutely. And, and it's really striking the right balance because if you don't, again, everything is striking the right balance. If you don't have enough amenities, the user experience is compromised. Yeah. If you have too many amenities in a boutique building, your condo fees are way too high. So we spent a lot of time thinking about what do people use? Yeah. Not what can we create a rendering that looks good and then you buy the unit and you're not happy, but what do people use? So what we see is people value convenience, they value security, they value outdoor space, yeah. and they value a home-like feel in a condominium. So um, absolutely, that boutique building design is great because the boutique buildings have more character and they tend to trade at much better prices in the resale market. On the amenity side, the over 17,000 square feet of amenity space that we have, it's, it's important because when you put it in the context, you're using that space with 17 floors, yeah. right? You're not using that space with 35 floors or 40 floors because again, it, it becomes less usable when you have to share it with more people. Um, so not only is the amenity space allocated here healthy and, uh, and a generous amount, but it's also, again, because it's in a boutique context, we feel that it'll be more usable. Now, some of those amenities, you know, let's talk about outdoor space, because sure. as basic as it is, um, we've learned recently how important it is. For sure. So we have uh, not one, but two outdoor amenity spaces with this building. And the site is very conducive to creating a backyard feel because you have the creek there. Yeah. And so what we've done is when you step outside for the, the, the exterior amenity space, the, the, one of the spaces, you have, uh, imagine, lots of green, you have a tree-lined perimeter, and then you have the creek running beside you where you could hear the water. Again, it feels like you're in a backyard, not a feeling you're often able to replicate in condominium mm -hmm. uh, living. And then the, the, the other area that we see a lot of demand for is co-working spaces, right? Yeah. Especially now that you're able to work from home. Let's face it, at some point, COVID's going to pass. But yeah. what's not going to pass is the fact that more and more people will be able to work from home. So having different co-working spaces is very important. And going back to our obsession with design, remember, we did all of this pre-COVID, right? We did this when yeah. we didn't have to, but we just believed in it. Um, the co-working spaces, what we've done is we've intentionally actually spent time on the psychology of colors. And what I mean by that is we're able to create a different feeling in the different co-working spaces. And we did that because if on Saturday you go work or socialize or spend time in one of the co-working spaces 
and then on Sunday you go back, you can go to a different space that's going to create a different feeling, um, evoke different types of creativity, um, allow you to just restore and rejuvenate differently as opposed to having two rooms that just have different furniture placements. Um, so we've made a commitment to multiple co-working spaces. There's uh, a beautiful dining room, open dining room, bar area. So if you're hosting friends and family, you can, of course, do that. There's a screening room, right? So whether it's a sporting event or a movie that you want to watch. Again, a lot of the amenities that generally you would have in a home that yeah. you wouldn't be able to have in your own unit, we've made sure are in the, um, Amazing. In the condominium. You know, one of the things we intentionally didn't do is put in a swimming pool. And the reason for that is the research shows us that most people do not use the swimming pool. And um, the challenge is, again, they look beautiful on renderings, yep. um, but we're not interested in renderings. We're interested in quality of life. And so to have a swimming pool, not have it used, and have condo fees increased just does not make sense from an investment and financial perspective. So we intentionally avoided that. But at the same time, we spent a lot of consideration, time around something like the gym because yep. we know health and wellness is a focus and it is used. So when you look at the gym, you'll see the materials that are used, again, to create the right types of emotions. We have different parts within the gym. There's obviously an area where if you want to lift weights, but if you're not lifting weights and you're focusing on cardiovascular, there's a dedicated area for that. Um, on top of that, even some of the, the, the types of exercise that don't involve any of that, such as yoga and meditation, we have an area for that. Again, we've been very conscious about what colors do we use in and around that area. We intentionally have the yoga area position where there's lots of the large windows. So the combination of colors with natural daylight work very well, whether it's yoga or meditation. So there really is an obsession with every facet of the building. Hello. And, and that's really, really what distinguishes Emblem from many other projects and developers that are out there. Awesome. Yeah, and, and I mean, with 336 units and 17 stories, usually you have eight-hour security. Yeah. And with shopping online these days, you need your parcel and you need your somebody to receive it or else it gets stolen. We manage yep. to get 24-hour concierge with security. Absolutely. Which is huge. Yeah, which is huge. Which is yeah. huge for the size of the building. And again, it goes back to really thinking about and considering what does the user and the homeowner want. Because I would tell you that most people value security and convenience over having a swimming pool. So a building yeah. that compromises or, or decides to not have a swimming pool but instead gives you 24-hour concierge and security um, is going to be a lot more usable and enjoyed more often by the end user. And again, that's part of the thinking in, in every facet of this. I love it. So I'm going to do my best to try and wrap up what we talked about. Um, we are thrilled to introduce Emblem, um, uh, an, an incredible developer with uh, some of the best real estate talent uh, in Toronto, uh, backed by uh, big money with a huge pipeline of development that we believe we believe we're going to be talking to you many many times over the over the years. We do as well. I hope so. <laughs> um, we're we're the location in Cooksville, which is um, just in the right time uh, to experience this huge growth. Um, we're going to be seeing a brand new Horror Ontario LRT just steps uh, steps away. We're at the Cooksville Mobility Hub uh, with, uh, with the BRT as well. Um, we're connected to uh, the universities with uh, University of Toronto uh, right on the right on the line. Um, we are in this amazing area that is 
about to go through this multi-phased development. So you're getting in at the ground level of dozens of buildings that are going to come in the future. Um, we are located in Mississauga, which is again going through this huge growth cycle. So your uh, investors are really able to uh, jump on that and capitalize on that that growth. Uh, then we look at the building itself, um, quality, every way, uh, right the way through. You could put this building in the best neighborhoods in Toronto, and I don't think it would be out of place with high quality materials, with right. um, amazing floor plans. Um, every square inch really thoughtfully designed the way you talked about the amenities where you know these things that are often afterthoughts are not afterthoughts they're forethoughts the they're, they're things that we think about and then design around um, so with all that said is there anything else that you would like to add that we didn't talk about I think one there's a couple of things one is um, the actual unit that buyers would be buying and what's that experience like because um, the same commitment we've made to exceptional design in the common spaces we've brought to the individual units. So if you're buying the smallest unit in our form, Roy, or the largest unit, what you can expect to get is that quality within your unit as well. So what do I mean specifically? Well, first of all, um, one of the most important parts of any condominium or home is the kitchen. Whether you cook or not, everybody loves a beautiful kitchen. It's very important for resale. So here, again, in that same spirit of working with the best in the industry, we engaged U31, who is one of the most well-established design firms in all of Toronto. They've done yep. many of the most notable buildings downtown at yep. Toronto, as you know. And um, although they have the reputation and expertise that they do, it's been no substitute for us to not be very hands-on. So together, we've executed a beautiful kitchen design, a very much a European um, look in feel uh, design, which generally, again, you would only see in much higher price point buildings. The finishes within the kitchen, same commitment to quality. For example, when you look at really any of the other um, projects that are out there and you look at the kitchens, one of the areas that stands out right away is when you look at the backsplash, you see tile. Mm -hmm. uh, emblem and art form in this project, we have not used any tile in any of our backsplashes. So you can expect as a standard, to receive full slab backsplashes that match the same slab that's used as your countertop. So again, what we talked about earlier, that feeling of, wow, it feels right. Mm -hmm. I don't know why it feels right. right. Well, these are some of the factors that are inputs to creating or evoking that feeling. So when you look at the kitchen, again, this is a look that would generally only be available at much higher price points. That is our standard here in the Artform project. When you walk into the washroom, again, this feeling of, airiness and, mm -hmm. and beauty. What does it come from? Well, there's a few areas, but one of the, you know, again, details that's simple but makes a big difference is none of our glass that separates the shower from the bathroom, none of them are sitting in what you often find, which is a metal channel where the glass sits in it. We suspend the glass so there's, it's frameless, so there's no metal channel around it. And what that does is visually, it does not create any disruption from your eye from the glass to the wall. It's completely see-through. And again, that creates the, the, the illusion of much more airiness, more openness. And again, that's where beauty comes from, is, is those details. So the units are very well thought out. Uh, they're very well designed, but they're also very well finished as a standard. And so we've talked a lot about the commitment uh, to high quality materials um, and the obsession with great yeah. design. What's really 
an achievement here for us is that has not translated into a price point that's unobtainable for buyers. So we are coming to market with an introductory price point that is very compelling. In fact, it's, it's, it's one of the most, um, I would say, competitive price points that Mississauga has seen. Um, and the other part of all of this, and this put me putting on my finance hat, um, you know, price is very important, um, but what's equally important, if not more important, is the deposit structure. And we've thought about that as well. So the deposit structure here will be 5% per year. What that will mean is that many first-time home buyers, um, or really just a broad range of buyers, are now going to be able to buy a high-quality product mm -hmm. that they otherwise would not be able to. Because it's not just prices we talked about it, because you can have a unit that costs more than another unit, but if the cheaper unit has a deposit structure that's less flexible or requires more money down, that automatically means that many buyers can actually buy the, the more expensive unit with a more flexible deposit schedule. So our, our, you know, when we think about this project, we really do believe that there's been no compromise because just to, just to put it in a couple of bullet points, number one, the location is AAA, right? You have the mobility hub, which you and I talked about yep. is not common, hundred, a few hundred meters away. You have the fact that it's in the middle of a master plan community. You have square one that's a few stops away. You have Mississauga University of Toronto campus. You have Sheridan College, all right there. Yep. Um, second, you have Cooksville that's very much about to start the takeoff and buyers are able to get in at the ground level of a resurgence of an area that we're actually, from an emblem perspective, pioneering with the multi-building commitment we have. Um, and then you have a building that does not look like everything else. You know, it's very important when we're making an investment in an area like Mississauga that is seeing significant development, that you invest in a building that's not going to look like everything else. You need it to stand out. And a boutique building with the commitment of quality materials that's being used will allow investors and buyers to five, ten years from now have a building that continues to stand out from what everything else uh, that's out there. So you put all of that together with a attractive introductory price with a very flexible deposit structure and that's why I say we've made no compromise here. I love it. I want to make two brief points on the deposits. Yes. Number one, um, this is a 15% deposit program until occupancy. Uh, point number one, I think um, standard deposit is 20%. It, um, most developers who can put together a 15% deposit really shows the strength of how well capitalized you are. I think that's a really, really important point to make. I don't think every developer can put together a 15% deposit. No, that's right. And the second point that I wanted to make was, again, just for on putting my investor hat on, the difference between a 15 and 20% deposit is a 25% saving on deposits that the buyer has to come up with over the next three or four years or the, the life cycle of construction. And that is significant. You know, five, 15 to 20 doesn't always sound a big number, but it is 25% less money that you're putting. That's so fine. when you're levering your uh, investment, um, that makes a huge, huge difference uh, on your ROI. And, and again, allowing people to get into the market that may otherwise not have been able to. So I think it's really, really important yes. to, to highlight those couple of things. No, absolutely, absolutely. And, and you know, we all know building costs are going up. So when you look at this building, I can tell you right now, when we launch Artform 2, 
it's not going to be at the same price as Art Form One. So that's why we love master plan communities, right? It's that built every in. Building, every building is making the, the previous building and exactly. the neighborhood better. Each and one the makes timing it of getting in at the ground level, yeah. which is what we have, that's the environment we have today is very opportunistic from that perspective. I love it. And, and of course, you know, there's 52,000 new residents that's coming out, and we're just the beginning of that. Yeah, as part of the master You're plan part of community. My master plan community, yeah. And uh, the sweet mix that we've done and the prices that we put together, and without compromising the interior and the exterior finishes, we start out with one plus den. Excellent. Which is in the upper 400. And also we have one bedroom plus den, two bath, which you and I both know that is one of the most popular yes. layout. And then two bed, two bath, and then two bed plus den, two bath. Most of our den can fit another bed. Awesome. It because it's designed with a door, sliding door, so it's ready to go. And it's like approximately eight by nine, which is in a typical other development. That's, a, That's another a bedroom. bedroom right yeah, there. For sure. And we also you know, designed it in a way that it's affordable, where 80% of the units will be priced under 600000 which Amazing. we know that you can't buy that anywhere nowadays, especially for this location and uh, the quality yeah. of what we bring to the Yeah, table. and if you are able to find that price, it's not at this quality, and for it's sure. certainly not at this deposit schedule. So again, however way you look at it, that it's, 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 um, it's a very well thought out, and being well capitalized has afforded us the ability to be able to pass that flexibility to our buyers. I love it. So, if our clients are interested in buying at Artform, what do they have to do? Well, call you. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> You're one of our platinum agents, and uh, they get their first uh, access, especially platinum pricing. Yep. We'll be Most coming important. out on August 18 with a price uh, list and floor plan, so be ready. <laughs> Thank you very much, guys. That's great. Thank you. Great. Thank you for having us. Thank you very much.